Welcome to episode 234. Have you ever done the right thing, gone to the gym loads, eaten plenty of whole real food meals, cut out your snacking, and still can't shed the kilos or the pounds? You're not alone, and the information in this episode comes from conversations with many people that have sat in front of me and said, I'm doing everything right and it's not working. And so what I have on this episode is a list of non-diet, non-food reasons that will absolutely contribute to fat gain and inhibit fat loss that have absolutely nothing to do with what you're eating, some of which may also shock you. So let's bust a move and get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode of the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. I'm glad that you're hanging out here and that you've been with me on the ride because we've been on this ride for a few years now um, and exciting that we get to add in these extra exciting, short, sharp episodes to just give you the information in a punchy kind of fashion. A good friend of mine that uh, listens to the podcast said the other day that she liked the energy that these come with. So, Let's bring that vibe back right now. So in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And whilst I know everyone in the Western world that wants to get healthy is probably sick of weight loss and hearing about weight loss and wanting to lose weight or looking in the mirror and thinking, shit, I need to lose weight and rolling their eyes and thinking, yes, I know I need to lose weight, like lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. Um, the reality is that it's the number one precursor to most diseases. And so I know we're sick of it. I'm sick of seeing the advertising and marketing as well. But I want to give you some insight today as to all of the reasons that you might not be able to lose weight or that are inhibiting you from losing weight, despite doing many of the right things. Because I think it's very important that we look at weight loss and overall body inflammation and health from a holistic perspective. Some of us will be able to solve the problem with one thing and awesome, that's great. You're rare, right? In this world where we've got such complicated health issues because all of our pathways are compromised, uh, we need to look at it more abundantly, more holistically and more as the human is a package of systems, not the human has a single problem. So I'm going to punch through a list here um, of things and reasons that you might be struggling with weight loss, okay? So we're going to start with number one, which is stress. So when you're stressed, which is so many people, if you've got kids, if you've got a day job, if you've got money issues, if you've got relationship issues, if life is just happening at a million miles an hour, it's highly likely you have too much stress in your life. And that might, I know that when I say a lot of these basic fundamental things, a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, I need to stress less. You actually fucking do. <laughs> like you have to change the structure of your life. And that might mean giving up some things and parting ways with parting away with some things or some people in order to reduce that stress. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in this cortisol and adrenaline cycle, which spikes insulin, which causes sugar cravings, which leads you to seek emotional comfort from food. It's just going to keep happening for the rest of your life. Or you need to put boundaries in place at work, whatever it looks like. You absolutely need to figure out 
how to become more stress-proof, so how you process mentally your stress and physically, but more importantly, you do actually need to stop trying to do everything. Um, the Western world and advertising and marketing convinces us that we need to be doing all the things all of the time, being everywhere, giving our kid every single opportunity they could possibly ever have when actually we're just training them to create a really stressful life. The next one, number two, belief systems. You might not believe that you deserve success, good things, and you might have a belief system about your self-worth. Uh, and that might lead you to not really execute or actually the belief system might lead you to hold on to the body fat. And this is getting a bit woo-woo, I know. But what I mean by that is not necessarily figuratively, but if we have belief systems, you when you believe something or think it, it creates chemicals that, that and runs along electrical pathways that goes to the rest of your body that tells your body how to behave and what to do. And that then leads to actions, which then become habits. And so if we have belief systems about ourselves that we don't deserve good things, we're not going to go about life in a way that produces good outcomes. And so that could actually be a part of it for some people, especially if you've got any uh, challenging history in regards to um, sugar addiction or trauma around food or food overwhelm, all of that kind of stuff, diet culture. Um, eating disorders. It's like could be something in there. The next one is kind of relevant. Number three, which is self-sabotage. So people often are in this cycle of self-sabotage. And it's this this idea that's projected on us from society that we're not meant to be too good. And this is massive in Australia, tall poppy syndrome. We're not meant to be too much better than anybody else. We, we can't be noticed too much. People will judge us. People will try and tear us down if we try and be anything more than we are. And we see this in families all the time when somebody goes on a health journey the rest of everybody goes, oh, why aren't you drinking? Oh, why aren't you eating that? Oh, you don't eat that now. And then they start chipping away at you, right? Because it's the system conditioning you to say, hey, you need to be as good as we are, which isn't very good, right? And that, that conditions you over time. And we get this programmed into us as kids and teenagers is that, oh, when we do too many good things in a row, we better actually trip ourselves up and self-sabotage. We're stuck in this cycle, right? And so we need to actually change that for ourselves and it's going to take time in order to rewrite our life narrative. Number four is sleep. Sleep is directly related to the way that your metabolism works. If you sleep less, you will requir require more food the next day. Of course you will, right? It's like running your car beyond one tank of fuel. You need more fuel. So obviously what your body is going to do when it does eat is that it's going to stack on body fat because you've got sleep deprivation so that you can survive being awake for the sleep deprivation. And the lack of sleep also not only just kicks the metabolism up shit creek without a paddle, but it also leads you to um, go towards more sugary foods, more carbohydrate-rich foods, binging more often, and just general overconsumption. And so this goes hand in hand with the stress piece. If, you can, if you're not sleeping much because you're so busy that you're stressed, then stress is possibly causing sleep issues and lack of sleep is causing more stress issues. And it's just a bit of a clusterfuck, really. <laughs> All right, number five, you think you're eating healthy when you're not. This is actually massive. And this is because we've gotten most of our health and nutrition advice from advertising and marketing in the supermarket or doctors that are not trained in nutrition. There's so much marketing using the words natural and organic and um, from nature and all of these kind of expressions, natural uh, preservatives or no preservatives or nature's way or, you know, all of these kind of names that mislead us into believing that we are eating uh, a human product that is designed for natural human consumption. Sure, it's designed to be put in people's mouths. It shouldn't be eaten. <laughs> Legally speaking, it's you're allowed to eat it, but it's not going to help you, right? And there's so many people that I hear that talk to me and they're like, I eat relatively healthy. 
the amount of people that have inquired about my programs that have said to me, I eat relatively healthy is massive. And then we go through the diet and it's actually, it's, it's awful. The diet is awful. And that it's not your fault because you've been misled by your mum or your dad when you were young or other people or advertising, marketing, blah, 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 reading the box and the packet of different things. But if it's a bag of, in a bag, a bag of box or a can, it's probably terrible, right? So it's a safe rule. So many people are eating healthy when they're actually believe they're eating healthy when they're actually not. The next one, you're not happy with your life. If you are unhappy with your life, you're not going to try and show up as your best self. So you need to actually enjoy the life that you're having, or at the very least, I don't, you know, we need to be content. I don't necessarily totally get involved in the idea of like striving for happiness. I mean, we should have moments of happiness and happiness should be an experience, but we should be at least content with most of our day to day, not you know, going through the grind and it being awful. The next one, your metabolism is, it's just taken a beating after all of the restrictive diets and all of the different things you've been on that have put your body to the limit or pushed it to the limit under the lack of sleep with no, with massive stress, doing all the workouts, not putting enough protein in your body, um, you know, smashing coffee and dysregulating your cortisol response as well. Like your metabolism after years and years and years and years has just been smashed to pieces. And so it's adapted to that situation that you've created over time, which means, which is also kind of the next one, which is you didn't try for long enough. I've heard so many people as well on calls be like, I tried that diet, tried this, tried that. And then we really check in with what that actually means. And it's like, oh, I did it for two weeks. I did it for a month. Oh, but during that two weeks, you know, I went out three times with friends and, and had different things. And it's, we've actually got to commit to health transformation and weight loss for a significant period of time. If it took you 25 years to get here, it's not going to take one month to solve the entire problem. So you have to try for an amount of time that makes sense. However, we want to do that without hardcore restriction and without hardcore dieting, because that will set you up for failure and speak right to the self-sabotage part of you. The next one, this is also big. These are all big, ironically, which is you have a house full of obesogens. Obesogens are molecules that basically contribute to the obese status of your body uh, and prevent or limit fat loss and therefore encourage fat gain. And many of these can be found in uh, their chemicals under the sink, but basically in the, under the sink in the bathroom, under the sink in the kitchen. Um, and all of the fragrances and smells and artificial things that you uh, pollute your environment with, when you breathe those in, you are negatively affecting your body and causing you're causing inflammation, which is the last one that I want to share, which is inflammation because life creates inflammation. Poor food choices create inflammation. Lack of sleep creates inflammation. Stress creates inflammation. Breathing in all of the toxic shit that is inside of your apartment that you bought at a store, even if it's meant to make everything smell pretty and nice, it's likely full of endocrine disruptors, carcinogens, and obesogens, right? And so whether it be the the stuff that you mop the floor with, whether it be the um, deodorizer in the room, whether it be the fragrance that you put on your body to smell nice, all of those things are negatively contributing to your body and massively inhibiting your capacity to get healthy and lose weight. So there's a heap of stuff in this list that I want you to take seriously because they all matter. Um, and if you are unable to do any of these things, then you might get on diets and do all of this different stuff with your food and nutrition only to find but it doesn't really move the needle that much because as you can see, the whole pie of things that need your attention and need to be changed is actually quite big and there's lots of pieces of that pie. And no, it's not lost on me, the irony, that I'm talking about being obese and referencing pie. <laughs> so 
I'm really curious to know whether it be in the ratings and reviews or whether it be on social media or via email, are any of these shocking to you? Because a lot of people, when I talk to them about all of the things that are included in potentially reducing or limiting their progress with weight loss, are shocked to hear a bunch of these. So I'd love to know what's right for you. And if you need to share this episode with a friend or family member that is doing some of these despite all of their dietary attempts, then please share it with them. Share it in your social media, tag me, tag anybody else. Uh, you know, of course, we're on all the social media platforms. We've even, even got Instagram back, believe it or not. Um, yeah, find me, let's hang out and share the podcast with people that you love and care about. In the meantime, I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.